For all your future ticketing needs, use the promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, and save 5% off all purchases at TixBlitz.com or on the TixBlitz app. That's promo code WAR for 5% off on great seats to all events. TixBlitz provides the same great seats as other resellers, but with no service fees. Never pay service fees at TixBlitz.com. Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. All right, welcome to that Davis show. I'm Kenneth Davis. Follow me at That's Davis. I'm always lucky enough to be joined by executive producer Ryan Bukovetsky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski One. We definitely got some sports topics to do today. We're definitely going to talk some NBA. Um, maybe a little uh, baseball, but no reason to beat a dead horse when it comes to the fiasco that took place with Josh Donaldson and Tim Anderson this past week. This past weekend. I feel like I've done enough with that one. Um, if you know, you know. By the way, Josh Donaldson's way wrong. Thank you. <laughs> but I think it's time to go off top on a serious note. Take it from the top. 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 Tippy. I won't even sing it because this is serious. Um, I was looking at my phone yesterday and I saw. Um, that there was a shooting in elementary school at Uvalde, Texas, which I believe is around 80 miles outside of San Antonio, I believe. Um, So, you know, I picked up my kids. I came home and I turned to the news and I just sat there and just watched in terror partially thinking about what if something like this happened at my kid's school. And me and my me and my son, we've had this discussion before where I tried to give him common sense, like, listen, if someone's coming in, you can you should think to do A, B and this, you know, just to let him how to set his mind up and how to process when a lot of crazy things is going on. You know, so like depending on what floor you're on, think about this, think about that, because chances are they if there's more than one shooter, they won't be thinking about going for y'all outside as much. You know, it's de- definitely depending on where you can get out at one time they had like. I believe it was an active shooting drill, active shooting drill at his school. And one little boy ran out to school and ran two blocks away. Right. Like he was serious about his life. All right. And um, so I'm sitting there and I know I've had that discussion with him. I haven't had it with my daughter yet, um, which I will have to. I don't know if she's going to be able to really grasp it. And that that's she shouldn't have to. You know what I'm saying? Like it's going to kind of hurt to kind of um, kick her, try to try to hurt her world, which how she views the world with some seriousness. And I don't know if she's really going to be able to get it just yet at her age or whatever. And uh, take, take it in the way that I would desire for her to take it in. Um, and she's so small, um, you know, so just to think about, man, I'm trying to hold myself together here. Just to think about if that was my kid. Right. And my, I, I, I got to that school and I found out, Something happened, let alone, I don't even know if it happened to my kid or not. I'm just, I'm waiting to find out, right? But I get there and I see that, yo, something happened to my kid. 
Oh my goodness, man. Just think like really put yourself in those people's shoes. If you got a kid or not, you know, but particularly if you got a kid, it's easy for you to kind of feel that or whatever. And just to think like, dog, it, it can happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the crazy part. Dog, it can, it can, it can fucking happen, dog. You know what I'm saying? That, like, that's the world we're living in. And we really don't take it as serious as how we should necessarily be taking it. And I mean the world here in America. Because this isn't happening anyplace else, right? We're supposed to be this great country, but yet we can't get off this addiction to firearms, particularly assault rifles, right? And, and Ken, isn't it, if these things are happening in the world, we consider it like third world country or war-torn countries? Totally. That's what We're that's the what same we level when it comes to that. That's how we would use it, like you're saying, to be like, yeah, yes, you guys and you guys are doing this instead of looking at the fact that we're instead of democracy. Right, dude. Like it's I'm just dude. I mean, instead again, of a this, bill of rights. If this doesn't hurt you, something's wrong with you, in my opinion. All right. I'm just being very serious uh, if it doesn't hurt you. But to sit there again and to, to think about that being one of my kids. And someone, the, the audacity for someone to think and believe they have the right, not just to take a life, but to, to snipe out a life at its beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody just, just think about that, man. Like it's, it's some, some serious shit. But, you know, in this country, we, we particularly in politics and, you know, on here, I don't trust either one, either one of these sides, really. One of them just shows a little bit of thought and the other one's just like, stay the hell away from me. All right. But neither one of them mean me well, um, right. just, just seriously. Um, but to sit here and like we no, we send these people to Washington and we allow them not to do shit. I mean, think about that. We really elect these people are. are if are anything, they're going to get reelected for not doing shit. Right, dude, we pay them, and they're look. They do stalemates off of which gang you're in instead of doing something to benefit all of us. They're right. playing around, and we continue to let them game us by saying if you're down with a donkey or an elephant. For real, like I'm really? down with fixing. I'm down with fixing some shit. Particularly when my yeah. money goes to regardless of the fucking animal. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what a like common sense shit. You know what I'm saying? Just common, common sense. You know what I'm saying? Common sense that there's domestic terrorism in America. <laughs> oh my God, it's crazy, right? No, like just common sense. Com- Listen, if if we, for instance, can locate these kids through Looking at their social media, yeah, it's gonna stop some of them. It's never gonna stop all of them. But you know what can really hinder a lot of this? Man, these assault rifles gotta go. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just the truth of the matter, man. These are not for hunting. All right. Or, or the only thing they for hunting is people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These these they mm-hmm. they're not for hunting, man. You should not be allowed. Yeah, I don't see any woolly mammoths clone running around that you right. need some uh, heavy ass firearm. Great point. You know, you should not be able to in a minute or two kill 20 some people you know what I'm saying? You, you shouldn't you know what i'm saying like and let, i mean just think about think about the fear that was in those kids those kids minds while that was taking place think about it it's not about world shattering the survivors their innocence just gone, gone. for forever those kids and the ones that made it just like ryan said it never be right but we out here playing. That's all I want to say on that. For me, like, I don't have children, 
So I certainly couldn't relate to you on a parental level, even if I can empathize with it. But just seeing this, for me, it's just like seeing a lot of fallacies, just that like curtain just fall, basically. Like, I don't know how many people, because like, I'm sure like you, you know, conservatives as well as liberals and everybody's either very entrenched in their positioning of the political party or they're more like us where it's like, I don't trust any of these fuckers. Mm -mm. But if you are one of the ones that really trusts the side that you're on, I would hear it all the time from conservatives. Hey, this wouldn't happen in Texas. Mm. Imagine if, if a school shooting happened in Texas. Like Sandy Hook was Connecticut, correct? Yes. Imagine if this happened in Texas, they would have shot him before he even right. entered the school. I don't know how many times I've heard, well, you know, one way we could solve the problem, get the teacher's guns. The crazy. And me and my, me the and my were just talking about this. Like, just think about, just think about that logically for a second. I went to school to be a teacher before I pivoted. I didn't go there to wield a gun and then have to learn. Right. And then what happens here? You you know, oh, let me shoot the the terrorist that's terrorist in school. Oh, I killed uh, a child. Right. Now I got a massive lawsuit. Now I'm going to go to jail because you don't have the backbone to get some kind of laws or some kind of regulations. Um, Also, I think we've all known some teachers that you wouldn't trust with a pistol. Exactly. All right. So what about now, the substitute teacher? Are they coming in with the pistol? Right. The some, pistol? some substitutes are sketchy as fuck. All right. right. Can we give them a baton? Oh, sorry. You're not full time. You need tenure before you can get that pistol. <laughs> right. I mean, so now you have a teacher who maybe get into a bad altercation with a student that has a gun in their desk. Right. A teacher having and a then bad students day. students know where guns are. Exactly. Right. Or what if a student is on uh, is, is, is on like some suicidal type of mess and tries to force the teacher at tr- by action to do something like to take them out because they don't want to exactly. do it themselves. And I mean, again, we're just bringing up scenarios. I want to mention this, though, before we change topic and talk some sports. So I was watching the governor of Texas and I was waiting oh, to see how he was going. Guy. I was waiting to see how he was going to cape, cape for, for gun ownership because, I mean, right. for gun right. owners, right? So I was watching. I was like, I just want to wait and see, right? What's he going to say instead of we need to do something? I know he's not going to say we need yeah. to do something about these guns, right? <laughs> the so NRA like, oh. will look into it. I was like, okay, here he comes. And he's like, you know, I want to thank the cops because, you know, they ran in there. And again, I'm not talk- I'm not disrespecting the policemen. Thank you for the policemen that, that go out there and do their job. I'm not. This is not the point. They went in there and they stopped it. It could have been worse. That's their job. And the real part about it is that's why we give them guns. So like we instead of saying what you should have said, we need to we need to find a a, a, a logical way to prevent these type of guns in people's hands. You, the only thing that you talked about as far as carrying guns are that the people whose job it was to carry guns and stop this stopped it. And I'm not disrespecting the cops who risk their lives for going there. Please don't take it like that at all. That is not the point that I'm trying to make. I'm making the point that instead of addressing what's really happening, we're playing. And then you have Beto O'Rourke, shout out to Beto, came down there and this this victor's like, you're a disgrace because he wants kids alive. And I'm not saying that Republicans don't want kids alive. That's not what I'm trying to say. But we're going to have to do some things as far as taking a diet, you know, because look, when you're when you're out of shape or your body isn't working properly, you don't eat more bad stuff. Right. 
you don't just go out in the field and run the 40 and try to get right. the best time. No, you you go on a diet. You eliminate some of the bad stuff. These guns aren't good. If you like them or not, I, I don't care if you like them. You know, I, like, again, believe me, I know people. I know you want to protect yourself. I live in Chicago. You think I don't want to protect myself? You know, it's not going camping without the strip. I'm not going camping without the strap. I'm not going to be out in open spaces where I could get got. And if I get got, I'm be like, man, I wish at least I was strapped up. Right. right? So, this is an anti-gun. This is not, an not anti-gun. Not, not anti-gun. Oh, it's anti-dog. We kill, They're killing kids. And I it's, love what you said with the, the governor. This could have been worse. Oh, what? Everybody needs to die. And then, it, then oh, this was bad. Like, right, right. I, you know what I was thinking, too? Can I just start like this is the highest level official in the state of Texas. We're talking about life and death. We're talking high level shit. Can I just go into my work tomorrow whenever there is a problem? Be like, could have been worse. Right. Right. Could, dude, it, it, th- th- why? Look, why are we playing with this? So what like I don't get and you know me. And this is it before I get too emotional. There's some shit you don't play with. All right. Once you get to that line with me, nah, son, there's some shit you just don't play with. You know what I'm saying? Now, sometimes America's like that. We're not letting like Russia just take over Ukraine. There is some shit we as a country are like, no, that is crossing the line. But internal, domestic life, death eh, could be worse. I just it's not funny. And I'm not saying that people and I'm, I'm definitely not using the political parties and saying they think it's funny, but it comes off that you think it's funny when you do nothing. That's and how we hear the same rhetoric every time. After let's hug each other. Let's, let's, and again, we want it. We're, we're definitely sending love and prayers and energy. But I, let's do something like let's let's make sure that little dog, little kid like we really like we really think that active shoes. I'm not still saying that you shouldn't practice active shooting and not be prepared. But the normalcy of it and how we're just like, hey, that's the world we live in. Even if it's the world we live in, we're not going to try to, to, to stifle, stifle some of it at all. They're having active shooter drills like it's tornado drills. Right, right. Active shooter I drills. I never like had an active shooter drill in my life. Active shooter drills like we're in the Cold War and they're about to drop a nuke on right, us. Right, right, right. Get under the desk, except this time it's out the window, run away. Right. That's it, you know? So, yeah, we wanted to touch on that because that's important to us. Um, it should be important to you. I mean, please, if you're in some of these states where, like, just the rhetoric is guns, everything, no matter what. Like, you gotta just vote against that BS. It doesn't mean lose the guns. It's not all or nothing, but can we make some steps here? I mean, we don't expect football players to go out there without padding. Right. Even though we know it's dangerous, even though we know people are getting hurt, we're still trying to protect them as much as possible while keeping the thing we love. Right. Like, it's easy. In humanity, people want to do stuff. Shit gets done. Right. Right. And, but, you know, that's what happened when people were getting paid to not do what they're supposed to do and to make sure that the gun manufacturers in the NRA can still get away with doing whatever the hell they want that's not benefiting all of us. Hey, this check clears. I'm good. Yep. That's all. That's what Washington is about, man. Checks getting cleared. 
All right. Ooh, I can erase a debt of mine that I owe the Republican Party. Yeah, let me go. Ooh, ahead. I can find out what's going to happen in the market so I can jump out <laughs> with these shares just before this pivot takes place. Yeah. Um, but anyway. House of Cards bullshit. Yeah, man. Yeah. Dying Empire. So, all right, man, let's let's jump out of this and jump into some sports. Um, we got one, the NBA playoffs taking place. You got it uh, tonight. We're recording this Wednesday night. Um, uh, we got the Probably matchup. Probably the best series, if we can say that. Yeah, but every game is a blowout. <laughs> like, how is it the best series in every game? You're right, it's the best series because Luka finally won one last night, but – like every game, and do you know what I blame this on? The three pointers. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the fact that, yeah. it, it, dude, it's, it's like one team is just shooting horrendously. Game right. Over. Right. You know, it's just it, it's it's something that's not. Listen, when Golden State's doing it, it's beautiful. When the rest of y'all really doing it, it's not beautiful basketball to say the least, mm-hmm. man. Missing up wide open uh, bunnies to kick it out. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just not. It's starting to drive me nuts when I see that. It's been. It never used to. It's been driving me nuts. It's just nonsensical basketball, and we've talked about this for years. Particularly when we said about teams facing Golden State, where you don't try to shoot like them, just try to consistently score. You know, and it was about bunnies. It was like, dude, if you can get a two against Golden State, all get that two because don't play the three game with them because they're always going to outshoot your ass. You need consistency, all right. You need to keep stacking with them For and real. hope that they go cold towards the end of the game. Is what you basically need to do with you. The rest of y'all, y'all should be shooting threes like this because you don't have some of the greatest three point shooters on your damn teams. I love. I mean, uh, listen, I love you know that Boston, game plan. You know, Boston's Where- my squad, right? Jason Tatum's three has been broke the entire playoffs. The entirety of the playoffs, his three shot has been broken. All right? Those two, those are opportunities Boston shouldn't be giving up knowing you're broke. I'm not saying you can't you still don't shoot it to keep them honest, but the amount that you're taking when you're broke, when you're tall as you know what, you can at least work, you know what I'm saying, the um, the elbows, you know what I'm saying, or either get in the lane or work the elbows and shoot over the, the, the smaller man, but you're wasting too many opportunities taking threes, and your J right now is not on, on fuego. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, so that, then you have these injuries where Jimmy's hurt, Kyle Lowry's. Yeah, what is going on? It's like a revolving door of who's in, who's out in this Boston Miami series. It's it's because, dog, they've been pushing their bodies to the limit. Them bad boys is breaking down. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the problem with a team like the Heat, where it's going max out, max out. Sometimes you need a little bit in the reserve. You know what I'm saying? And now their bodies are betraying them. You know what I'm saying? Because they max out. Jimmy, we know Jimmy maxes out, right? And sometimes injuries happen. But, man, you get older, you sitting there trying to go go up to 11. I won't say 10. You trying to stay at 11, your body's like, yo, I can't right. do this like I used to be able to do this back five and who's, years ago. who's their young guys? Tyler right. Hero? Bam, Bam Adebayo? They're not studs to carry you through a playoff series. Maybe against an even opponent, but another team that's really talented? Come on now. And then and what, you're relying on older Jimmy or relying on older Kyle Lowry or relying on older Kyle, uh, Chris or uh, PJ Tucker getting my Tucker's mixed. And he's hurt. He's mm-hmm. hurt, hurt. And, that's the and then when Robert, Robert Williams came back, that's where it's like, oh boy. And that's gotcha. why I said, I'd rather be the Celtics than the heat because I don't feel that 
you can exploit the the post with Bam uh, going up against Draymond. Because I, I like Bam, and I'm not saying that Bam won't get some work on Draymond, but I, the Heat aren't their their bigs aren't skilled enough to where no. you can really get those points down low that you need to beat. Uh, GSW, you know what I'm saying? Where at least defensively, we know what uh, what Robin Williams and Al Horford has had a resurgence this playoffs at some games. Uh, basically, we talked about before that that Boston rejuvenates that man. I don't know what it is. It's a green leprechaun that comes out. <laughs> but yeah, it's almost I mean, like, it's, uh, but listen, you know what? But then I think this is this too. So then this is whack. This is kind of like a whack playoffs in the NBA right now this year. Cause you think about, okay. I was loving Nets, everything before the conference finals. The Nets, I was into it. The Nets disappeared, right? They were nothing. Um, but that was still kind of interesting just because was, of the season long drama. Like right, it's not interesting seeing Dallas getting blown out by Steph Curry. But it's not Warriors. interesting to see KD get hemmed up. Right, it was like you yeah. never. We dog. When have you seen KD? Well, it was like, hey, man, they got your kid, right? You got a that beat up, but like team. at least it was like a surreal, like wow, I'm like seeing something, even though it's not visually aesthetically what I want. Like, what's there to see about Miami winning after the first quarter or Boston winning after the first quarter? There's not enough juice there. Joel's face got broken, and James Harden is a former player in the NBA. Doc Rivers has got like one more year before he's fired. Um, but the Lakers want him, so that makes Jokic, sense. <laughs> Jokic had, exactly. Jokic had the team that was six in the lesser conference and won the MVP, and Joel didn't make the NBA first team. How? Yeah. How? How didn't he make the NBA first team? Right? Like, what? Well, you know, you can't have two centers in uh, the I thought it was. Positions. I thought it was positionless basketball. So did I. Right, Until so now. one of them can't play power. Like, who? What matter of fact, who is a power for nowadays anyway? Plus, right? you like, love your guards. What you can't have two centers and all the rest guards. I'm, like, go dude, for it, dude. I'm listen. Let's just be honest. Either Doncic and I love this man or Tatum should not be on that team. Period. All right, Doncic. Well, for I would start. definitely say Tatum. I'm going to go Tatum. I'm gonna, only reason I bring up, but dog, Doncic came in. Luca, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Luca came in like but just between like, those two. Just between if, those. I'm two. with you. If I have to choose between them, I'm taking Tatum off the team. You know what I'm saying? But it should be one of them. But I would take Tatum off, and I would put Joel on that team. You know, so to, like Tatum, Luca, and Tatum didn't have better. None of them had better years than Joel. Don't hit me with analytics. All right, he led the league in scoring as a center, and his, the best player on his team was Maxi, and we thought that was going to be a problem starting off the beginning of the year. All right, right, give that man his props. We and at one point, they the had the best record in the East. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. We buried the 76ers because they weren't going to have Ben Simmons all year. Oh, right. they got no shot now. Right. Dude, like what? That, now, you're, you're still his MVP. Stolen. I said it. And then you don't even put him on the NBA. Wow. Like, it's some Joel hate in these streets out here. Yeah. There's it's some, some Joel, Joel bias I don't against. know who he, who he made mad with the process, but you need to get right. your head out of your did backside. He take too many, uh, did he shoot too many shots at Rihanna for the media's liking? I don't, uh, I don't liking? know, but the fact that that man didn't make the first team, led the league in scoring the first time since Shaq as a center, and then you didn't give him his MVP. 
Right. So he you, like, well, you got him. Like you said, you stole his MVP. Like, dude, that listen, if I'm Joel and B, man, I'm putting my I'm putting my foot through a wall when I found that out. Like, um, dog, that's for that's, real. It's like he woke up in his mansion and you just see like uh, the curtain like floating in the wind. You know, somebody opened the door like what the <laughs> hell is going on here? Dude, think about this. You didn't get the MVP. This is legacy stuff. You didn't get the MVP last year. You would hey, got stuff. I was just about to say that too. All right, so think about if there's if there's escalators in this contract for winning MVP, being on the first team compared to the second team. So it's not even it's not even just the legacy. It's his money. So he did he now he has a second team when he should have had a first team, and he doesn't have an MVP that he has no MVPs yet. But that's cool. Boy. And a guy yeah. went, as Ryan would say, a guy went back to back MVPs, and he had the sixth best record in the West. You, I don't care. And listen, I'm with you all. He didn't have his two best players. Look at who his second player was. That doesn't mean he's the MVP. He right. had the six. It doesn't record. mean we have to put him on elite, like the highest of clouds. Dude, if he had the third best record out West, I'm, I'm, I'm entertaining it. All right. I'm entertaining it. All right. And that's still the lesser conference this year. If he had the third. He had the sixth record in the West. But he almost was in the play in. All right, like, dude, hell to the no. Hell no. And like, oh. let's be really honest. He was not MVP until, what, the last few months of the season with some recency bias shit? Oh, and I'm not saying he was, but that's that. that's the only thing that went up, right? Analytically, he he, he, he his year was crazy the majority of the year. Just to be, uh, just to be honest, analytically, he, it was crazy. But what you, the buzz did build up later, like, opening the door for it, but it should have never been open due to his record. It's not, I'm not talking about Joker not being one of the greatest centers of his era, let alone right. any era. That's not right. what we're saying here. We're not just, by no means are we disrespecting the greatness no. of Djokovic. That is not I'm totally saying. good with Djokovic's MVP last year. Have right. at it, sir. Totally, totally. Back to back, back to back? I got a problem. Right. You got to I got you a gotta big be, problem. And dude, he had it individually. He had a crazy year. It has to factor into winning. That's always been part of the narrative until Russell Westbrook's MVP. But we won't go down that road. Watch this offseason. They're gonna redo the uh, the All Star Game voting. They're like, how do we steal from Joel? We got to take away this fan vote. And then we can get him <laughs> off our team. And then we can put him on third team NBA and steal another MVP from him. So let me just check to make sure. Who do you have coming out the East? I was with you, Boston. I like Boston better than Miami. Okay. Shout out to the guys when we were all together. Ryan had uh, us all link up when he was in town. I believe maybe D and Kyle. It was a great time. I believe D and Kyle are going with uh, the Heat, and I'm just sitting here sitting pretty. Yeah. Boston. Boston's. Hey, I'm feeling good after last year. Last year in the NBA Finals, I think like you and I were like the only ones that took the Bucks to win. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, everybody was. That was tasty. Game that six. was tasty. Ooh, I even called it. Bucks in six was my yes. prediction. Yes. Yes, you did, dude. That one. Oh, that. Did you see someone at their pinnacle snatch a trophy? And I wanted to be wrong. I wanted that game seven. I wanted Bucks in seven. That's right. Because you really were down wanted. there. Yeah, dude, that was. Oh, that was sweet. That was. That was so sweet. That was a tasty fight. That, that's what NBA, that leads us right NBA now to this. Are we going to have any chance at a tasty finals? Yeah, if Bo- I think if Boston goes there, they may be able, may be able to take two. Maybe okay. they'll get two. So we may have it may go to Game Six. 
Um, but I mean, it's just still Golden State shooting is just ridiculous, dude. It's it's unfair, but hey, they they grew it organically. You can't hate on it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But it's, it's not it's like ridiculous. they have this KD here or something. It's like not. That, so it's you, like, it's not. It's not. No, KD's gone. But they're still unbeatable. <laughs> they found Jordan Poole. Like somehow, right. I mean, organizationally, man, golly, Golden State. How can't how, like how it's crazy what y'all do? You know what I'm and saying? Then you just see them like in the top five every year in the draft. On top of it, just like, damn, that's a sustainable right. system right there. Right, man. Like so, I got GSW winning it all. I think you do too. I have Boston. I'll say this too, though. I don't. I, I, with me and my preference, one, my preference was Boston coming out. I been enjoyed how they played the second half of the season defensively. They was just kicking all types of tail, um, and Tatum and Brown were involved in the rest of their teammates. If Jimmy Butler was 100%, I don't know if Boston was coming out of this, to be honest. I will, I'm not going to – just because it's my favorite my, – not my favorite team, my preference, I'm not going to lie and be like, man, it, they had nothing on them. No, that's not – if Jimmy Butler was healthy, they made – he damn well could have ended this. And I'm. Do you think it's a double-edged sword, though? Like, even though Boston hasn't had the star injuries, they've dealt with some – Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Robert Williams. Have they? If they had been healthy – the entire time, will we be talking about Boston differently? Saying I like, still, "Hey, I they can give a run." Because we look, Kyle Lowry's been hurt, and he came back, mm-hmm. so you don't have him. And PJ Tucker is hurt; he's just gutting through it. And Jimmy can't be full on Jimmy. I think no. I think the injuries hurt the Heat more. To answer your question, I think the injuries mm-hmm. to the Heat well have hurt them more than the injuries to Boston because Boston at least still has. Uh, Tatum, Tatum and Brown and some assortment of one of those other guys usually healthy to go along yeah. with them, let alone Grant Williams. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think I, even though Boston's my preference, I, I'm not going to diss the Heat. I think injuries have affected the Heat more. And I, I, I'm if the Heat was healthy, I don't think my team, after watching how when Jimmy turned it up, I don't know if my team could get get past the playoff Jimmy if Jimmy was fully healthy and that team, that that uh that Heat team was fully healthy also. <laughs> By the way, what was it? Um, I want to say it was this because they played Saturday and Monday, right? I want to say it was Saturday. Did you see how Nia Long was at the game? We were talking about that. I, I was like, finally, Nia's at the game. <laughs> I thought but the we, same but, thing. I thought, I thought about you too, actually. I did. I was right. like, oh, Ken's, I hope Ken's noticing this. I was watching. I was, watching. I was dating. <laughs> it's Saturday primetime. I, uh, I know these Boston fans are a little too oh, much. But plus, plus she knew it was a good look for her since the world was watching. It's on, like you said, it's on ABC. But she's got to lose the oversized, the oversized shape. I feel like that's the style, dude. Inside, that was the show. That's the show. The type of bank he be bringing home. She wants you to see those uh, designer frames. Plus, listen that way. That way, think about this too. That way, it doesn't look like while she's watching the game, she's staring at any of the dudes. So you know, Mm. like it's no disrespect. To Adoka, where it's like, oh, you stand up, oh, you know, like do some 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 player glaring at her or whatever, you know. So that's I'm sure that's part like Adoka is just turning around, like put them shades on, right? Put them up. Put them, I mean, you got to think, man. I mean, man, she's been she's been a, 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 an, an attractive actress for a long time. I remember uh, Chris Webber. I told once. you the story about how my buddy proposed to her, right? Proposed to who? Me along? No, never. <laughs> I didn't know you I knew a buddy that knew Nia Long had that, that knew Nia Long like. I actually met him through Stevie. 
So Stevie, I think I felt Stevie was involved in this in some way, to be honest with you. <laughs> Stevie World <laughs> West. Go ahead. Yes. World Wide West. Stevie. Where West. Is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think I probably told you about him. our friend, Mike Moss. Oh, I got to tell him that I'm shouting him out right now. Uh, he was a college friend of Stevie's and he would constantly stay at our place and stay at Stevie's place in Chicago. What, college? We were living what there. college are we talking about? Oh, uh, it's in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, Oakwood. Okay. Oakwood. Um, so I guess I forgot the reasoning, but Mike, he's a, he's a character for sure. Like just a great guy, like genuine as hell, really funny, but a character. He's a motivational speaker and a flight attendant. If you want to know what his profession is. Also, he really getting it in. Yes. <laughs> yes. Worldwide Stevie. Damn. Damn. Motivation oh my God. And a flight attendant. Okay. That's two, that's two different ways. Bro. I can't even ways. tell you like, I, I've gotten a lot better. I used to in high school be the like, I just need a four or five friends and that's it. I don't really need to talk to anybody. Got a lot better, like trying to cultivate more and more relationships. I don't know how this man cultivates these. Like he is just on another level with as many relationships. Like I get exhausted just thinking about how many relationships he has. Like <laughs> Wait, that's just way too much. Or Mike, 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 okay. but Stevie's close, but Mike is, he's, Mike's a unicorn. He's on his own level with everything. Okay. So I guess Neil Long was visiting for some reason. I forgot why. And they had some prep assembly. And Mike got in with whoever was like coordinating the assembly to cut out to his mic, Mike's mic, so he could walk up on stage and propose to Neil Long. Wait, and he, he did dated, so. Wait, wait. Did they date or he no, just randomly he just went oh, okay, randomly okay, went up there. Okay, 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 okay. okay <laughs> In front of the wow. entire student body. But it was oh, there's a YouTube video. It is hilarious. I gotta watch it. I have to see I it. Gotta I gotta send I'm, you the link. Yeah, send me the link. Send me wow. Wow. <laughs> <sighs> Every time I see me along now, I just think of that. Wow. Shout out to Mike. Worldwide Mike and Worldwide Stevie. Hey, awesome really funny story with Mike too. My brother got him as a flight attendant one time coming back from Montreal, and he just upgraded him right away to business class. Everything. I was like, you don't even know this man except through me, and you're just stealing my perks. <laughs> <laughs> damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn, bro. All right. So before we jump out, anything baseball wise? What's going on on the north side with your cubbies? Um, Nothing. Well, just praying, honestly, we can get some excitement. Maybe Brennan Davis come through. I need these ticket sales to pick up a little oh, bit. Oh, forgot more. about that. Damn. We're not doing bad. We're not doing bad, but we're definitely not where we want to be either. Okay. But I, I mean, at this point, but it's not even summer, summer yet, though. Yeah. And at this point, if we had a loss, it would be so minimal compared okay. to what we paid. It really okay. wouldn't be a big deal. And if anything, right. we're kind of talking about doing like what D and Tony do for the Sox. Like try to get the lowest package that gets you the playoff tickets because that's really all you want to sell. Right. Um, so for the Cubs, you know, they're rebuilding. The uh, Unfortunately, the Suzuki train has calmed down. Seems like the lead the league is adjusted to him, so he needs to do the adjustment back. Mm-hmm. Ian Happ's been a nice little story coming back. Um, 
we're pretty much waiting for Wilson Contreras to be traded. It seems like that is just who wants him. And we'll see at the trade deadline. I think, I believe what the Cubs are trying to do is also try to get Drew Smiley to be something that they could trade away for some kind of assets. Maybe the same with Wade Miley. And then you got <laughs> Keegan Thompson. I'm totally blanking on the AAA guy that they got from um, the Giants when they traded Chris Bryant, but he's one of their top pitching prospects now. He's pretty close to coming up and being ready. You still got Albert Alzale with the shoulder injury. He's going to come back probably around mid-season. So maybe by then you kind of trade away some guys, and then you can start building your future young rotation. Maybe that brings a little bit of excitement, if you will, because it would be a be a nice little mix with Stroman and Hendricks if you can get Alzale, Justin Steele. Keegan Thompson is the one I'm really interested in, but also this AAA kid that I'm totally blanking on right now. Um but they could have a nice little mix of a pitching staff. You still got Brendan Davis at AAA Iowa. He's been injured, I think, a little bit. So maybe that works out because we know how cheap the Cubs are with their service time. Uh, maybe that works out better for the organization that they can kind of bring him on later. And I would think he's going to be a September call-up, worst case. But other than that, you know, they got to just – it comes down to pitching with them. If that starting pitching rotation as currently built – can give them a chance. Offensively, they're a little bit better, I think, a little bit more consistent with putting the ball in play, getting contact. The power numbers have definitely dipped with the mass exodus of guys from last year, but they wanted that. They wanted to reshape their team a little bit. It really sucks that Nick Madrigal is injured, and on top of it, he was really struggling because that's the guy for the Cubs fans we're hoping could be DJ LeMayhew or Tim Anderson that can be Mr. Slappy, put it in play all the time. And that's not looking so good. Uh, and then on top of it. And, and you guys not getting back production from players that are traded from the Sox to the Cubs. I'm not even joking about that. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. He's still, you know, coming off injury last year, everything, yeah. the lockout, didn't have a full season, off season. Blah, 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 blah. So we'll see. And then, um, uh, Nico, he has actually kind of shown he's uh, at least defensively an MLB shortstop, which was a huge question mark coming in to the season. He's coming back, just got off the IL, and that was such an unfortunate injury, rolling his ankle off the umpire when he had really, like, I, I don't want to make it seem like he was crushing it because he was definitely still having question marks at the plate, but defensively it was looking very right, and that at least gave you some hope because Cubs fans going into the season were like, whoa, Nico is the shortstop? Are we really sure we want to do this when the guy is clearly a second baseman? So it's just kind of going through the growing pains right now, and at least they they went through that really rough stretch, losing to like the Pirates and everybody. They've been better. They've been beating the teams that they should. They had a couple nice series victories, like against the Padres out west, when a series they shouldn't have won, especially they were reeling at that point. So I guess I'm just kind of hoping that they – just continue to kind of like evolve as a team, get a little bit better. They're not going to be competing for anything or nothing like that. But if you can end the season with, you know, that upward trend, and that's what we talked about even when we were previewing both teams, they can end the season on an uptrend and with some hope with the young players in the rotation, as well as young players coming up to fix the lineup, you're going to have money if they're willing to spend it. 
in the offseason. So this thing could get reshaped quickly or we'll see when the kids get here. Definitely. Um, well, How about you with the Sox? I mean, outside of uh, Josh Donaldson being an ass, um, T.A. going and shutting up the Yankee fans who those idiots were up there. That was great. Jackie. You asked. I, I loved all the people like, oh, oh, inside Joe. Oh, we don't know what's going on. I love that they came out that back in 2019, he called him Jackie and he's like, we don't talk anymore. That's it. Period. Um, and, you know, I've, I've talked about that on other platforms. Um, first of all, I think I find it. I think it's racist. I don't have to uh, talk around it. Um like you inside how, joke. How do you think I feel like what other picture do I have around me? Um, so yeah, I, I don't I'd like for anybody to try to think of a way that you should be playing like that when both of you are professional baseball players, and this is one of the most central players ever to the sport. All right, like you know, it's like it's just the the and he's um, just he's like Tony Gwynn, like reincarnated. Like this, you can't get this dude out. Right. It's it's just um, I don't know the, uh, the 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 mental gymnastics that people go through when you just don't want to call a rat a rat is. You know, what's funny to me about that. Like, it's always the the people that are trying to defend the racist. They're like, oh, we got to you're dissecting too much of what he said. You're taking too much of what he said out of context. I haven't heard anybody say is it okay to just take Tim Anderson's Jackie Robinson in that GQ article out of context? Because everyone just is like, oh, he's, he said he was the next Jackie. That is not what he said. Right. That is not what he meant. Right. But we're not crying about that being taken out of context. We're crying that great point. Jackie great got point. taken out of great, context. Great point on that one. And we'll end that part on what you just said. I'm happy that you said that. Because I, I didn't even look at it from that perspective. That was an excellent point, Ryan. Um, Listen, T.A.'s kicking all types of ass. Um, you gotta love him. Uh, unfortunate Lou Bob, I believe, caught COVID today, or he's in the protocols. I mean, I say that because Al Horford was in the protocols and he made it out. Um, so, so uh, uh, Lou Bob is in protocols. Uh, Makata's comeback is done. With, our pitching is redonkulous, to say the least. That like, Michael Kopeck, woo! Right, like he made now that Dylan sees. I'm concerned about still, even though he's got amazing stuff. But that Michael Kopeck, Dude, I have been the person where I haven't been the biggest Dylan Cease backer. Um, shout out to even him. <coughs> he still has his Dylan inning. You know what I'm saying? But this, like you say, the stuff is crazy. Lance Lynn will be back soon. We got Johnny Cueto coming out of coming out of the bullpen. Not the bullpen, of course. You don't even bullpen. need Dallas Keiko anymore right. once Dude, Lance Lynn comes back. Dude, so, I mean, the pitching like last year, it's more of the hitting – and the first thing I thought, because like I was in a restaurant when the whole incident took when when I, I was in a restaurant when I saw Yasmani uh, talk to Josh Donaldson, and my first thought was, "Damn, this is gonna galvanize the Sox." This did, I was like, "The Sox may go on a run after this," because you know those are the type of things. If I didn't know the context of what was happening because it was on mute um, at the time, but I was like, "Yo, this could be what the Sox needed, especially against a team like the Yankees, bench clearing and kicking their tail in their in the Bronx." You know what I'm saying? With and that, that was that game sweet. one, right? That was game one of on Sunday because it was a doubleheader because it was rained right. out Friday. Um, right. So, yeah, for them to pull that off and have a, a, a doublehead sweep of that day um, and take the series from the Yankees when the Yankees came in here and took three out of four from us last week, that's what you want. Now, Boston's coming in. Their bats are hotter. You got to put it on them. 
you got to put you got to put it on them. You know what I'm saying? Like Ja Rule said, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to put it on you. Right. You got to put it on them mm-hmm. and you got to start mm-hmm. dominating these teams that are viewed as being better than you or having a better pedigree than you have. And let the league know and take this division over and smack the twins, the guardians in their faces and put them in their proper place. Stop playing. You know what I'm saying? So I hope. Even though I'm sad that it happened to Tim, I hope it gets the Sox going in the direction they need to go in. And it's listen, we all need a friend like Yasmani Grandal. All right. I need you're my Yasmani. <laughs> I got I got more than one, but I got you. You get you need your Yasmani's, right? A friend would be like, yo, we don't, we don't play about like that, that, man. It's like when you saw, when you see him just the demonstrative being like, yo, you see no, no, like I'm like, boy, Yasmani is ready for that. He's ready for the smoke. Right there, right. Yasmani. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever went to. Um, well, probably you have. Like, I, I, my high school was close to Indiana, which is like uh, Eastern European um, and like uh, uh, predominantly like Mexican, right? Uh, so, and I, so I had a lot of Mexican friends or whatever, and and I've been in fights with Mexicans because they thought I was folks because at the point they thought all of us was folks, right? <laughs> like, like ah, black <laughs> folks. So, because you hear that whistle. <laughs> And look, they come, listen, they stick together in this. Somebody whistle, they pop out the crib, right? And it's like, oh, here we go again. But you know when they get serious, all right? It's like, oh, no, because you got to raise your level in, right? Yes, when you see how serious just man, I know Jasmine isn't Mexican either. I know that he's Cuban. Yeah, he's but when Cuban. You, when you see, though, his, when he's that serious, listen, I know Josh Donaldson had to rethink if he wanted to smoke because it's like. It's like yes, like, he did. A guy once told me, he said, I believe his father, shout out to, uh, shout out to Mike, RIP Mike. Um, Mike told me once, um, he said, Mike used to be, be one of the higher ups at no one. Shout out to everybody at no one. He said his dad told him, if somebody's really mad and wants to fight you, don't fight them because they, they on a whole nother level. Now, I don't always subscribe to that. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just, hey, you got to just raise your level up and get going. But I got what he meant. Right. Mm-hmm. And how Yasmani was, I don't know if you really want that type of smoke because he was not playing. He was very serious. And then he like it could have went left real quick. It seemed like he was like, time for that suspension. Um, so like again, we all need us. Uh, yeah, we all need this as the teammates in general. You see Lim Hendricks, how he came out, Tony LaRusso. Yeah. Like great thing when Tony LaRusso comes out. I know. Tony immediately, <laughs> not even like, like right. back to this on Monday, right, right, like, right after the game. It was like, hey, Tony, Tony, how you feeling? He's Racist. Like, got the shirt unbuttoned with the chest hair hanging out, the Miller light on the table. They couldn't even get the question out. Tony, I, racist. I was like, Damn, Tony. Like, like, hold on. Let, let me light my parliament really quick. That's racism. <laughs> so you, it's good to see that that team uh, galvanized behind T.A. And T.A. is the best player on that team. As far as production-wise, who, who over the last three years – I mean, I, I would put Lubop there, but Lubop has been hurt. You know what I'm saying? Who has been as productive as Tim Anderson over the last three White Sox seasons? You know what I'm saying? Really? So, And then I just – like I've seen it firsthand. I forgot what it was. Kyle sent me out to an event that he had for kids going back to school, like – what he does in the community and just how he is and his wife is just sensational with that stuff too. They do the the backpack with the full of supplies and they're just giving it out. Like he is just such a role model, obviously off the field. But then I was listening, I think to Lawrence Holmes just randomly one day and he had uh, Tim's high school bat or no, 
it was either high school or college. I forgot which one basketball coach and just how he talked about him. Like Tim Anderson's very easy to root for, but not a lot of people know about him. And it's like when I, you see all these idiot New Yorkers and all these people coming after him with this stuff, it's like, y'all are picking the wrong side, bro. Picking the wrong side. Right. So that's it. As always. Really quick. I was curious. The Trevor Story thing, anything there? Like, he's hot right now. Obviously, baseball is cyclical. You have any buyer's lack of, like, buyer's remorse, if you will, even though you didn't get him as a free agent? But do you kind of wish you did? Anything like that? Yeah, hell yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, the more the merrier and still, you know, when you look at Harrison, you know, Father Time's undefeated. You know what I'm saying? Like, and sometimes you need to spin. Like you, you solve you, you really solved. And of course, now due to injury with Valoy, he's not playing and, and right. And again, I'm an Adam Engel guy. I, I thought right wasn't as big as glaring as second because of what you could have and what 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 sheets can give you and then what uh, Vaughn could give you. And with Adam Engel being a plus defender who at times he can connect and knock it out the park. Engel's hurt a lot. And so that and then that's that 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 split between those two players, basically, you know, when you're going up against left Yvonne going up against lefties and she's going up against righties. You just never know. Um, but they settled it. And when they brought in A.J. Pollock, um, they should have done the same to your point with Trevor Story at second. You know, what I'm saying that oh, we're in a championship window and you like you have to look at it like, for instance, like outside of Timmy, you know, y'all bats are, are stagnant and Lou Bob. You know what I'm saying? So having more offense or better offensive players when the pitching is doing what it's doing, it can only help you rather than standing yeah. pat. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want it to be where Aloy's hurt, Yoan's hurt, and you Yasmani's struggling. Right, and great, point, great point. Jose and, struggling. Right. And I'm look, I'm happy, and I know he's not an offensive player. I am so happy they went out and got Reese McGuire because defensively he is a wonderkin. All right. Like he is dope. But still, you should have filled every position with a above average player, basically. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. not doing Josh that Harrison. I haven't felt Josh Harrison in years. Right. So just going with we're going to do a retread of someone who is no longer at their the top peak uh, as far as their effectiveness. It could call don't, don't listen, That's that's a few games that you may not have to lose. You know what I'm saying? Because you didn't get a guy that sometimes if he gets hot, his back can carry you perhaps for a week or so. You need as look, you need as many bites at the apple. It is hard to win a World Series. All right. The, 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 the Dodgers have been spending like they're losing their minds and they finally got one in a pandemic year. All right. Think about that. It's yeah. hard. And but you would you know what those teams like the like the Yankees and the Dodgers do? They give themselves more bites at the apple so they have a better odds into making it to the World Series and winning the World Series. Yeah, maybe a scarier example for the Sox is the North Side team. All the young talent. Oh, we don't want to pay for it. See you later. Rebuild. Right. And and listen, a, t- a, a team when the Cubs, we thought if not, if not two World Series, at least two World Series appearances. Right, yes. like mm-hmm. it, you and look, and there's no, a slam dunk, right? And there's no guarantee the Sox will ever make it to the World Series, but you could have done more to help you in that weighing it for you with adding a plus player in a Trevor story rather than going with a player that's just filling a spot, especially to me, where 
you had the Michael Kopech variable. You weren't sure what you're going to get out of him this year. He's doing a new role. He hasn't done a full season in God knows how long. And he's like the best pitcher in baseball right now. Right. And you're wasting it because you didn't want to go sign some guys. Right. I, I don't know. Listen, they're lucky. They're lucky pitching wise because they should have went out and got somebody too. To be honest with you, they're mm-hmm. lucky the pitching has held. Shout out to Ethan Katz has held firm and been a plus because right. they did the same thing with short basically. Because and also remember, Kopech is on a pitch limit, right? Like let's mm-hmm. not forget that. Where mm-hmm. like sooner or later he's going to have to get some rest time before you wear his his arm out. You know, so I, thank I, goodness but, you found this diamond in the rough, Johnny Cueto. Hopefully he can right. keep going with that oh, level. Johnny and Cueto. Ronaldo Lopez has actually been decent. Yeah, you know, he has the stuff. It's his mental makeup. And it's, I know last year he started working more, with, with, of course, as his pitching coach, but he started working with Ethan Katz. I think even prior to last year with Ethan Katz coming on, being that he was Luke, Lucas Giolito's dude. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's one thing. And I'll say this. So- when it comes to the Sox, and this is extended from Don Cooper, the pitching really ain't been a problem on the South Side. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's, it's yeah. really ain't been. It ain't, it ha- usually, At least since the, the 2000s. Right. It's the pitching hasn't been a problem. It's been the everyday players. Now we have way better everyday players than we've had in the past. We have guys with tools. We used to have softball players. Yeah, right. you used to have Joe Creedy. Now you're getting like Lou Bobs. Right. So, so, you know, but still, dog, you gotta give these you gotta give them the weapons to make it overbearing that they can get to the World Series, not they lucked into the World Series. You, that's what you gotta do in baseball, man. If you're really talking about it and you said you did all that losing to get here, now it's time to go. It's not time to wait. It's time to go. I hope that answered your question, Ryan. By the way, uh last thing. Have you been watching the televised games, the the TV broadcasting of the Sox games lately? Yes. Yeah. How do you feel about Gordo as an announcer? Um, as an as an uh, um, employee for NBC Sports, I think he's doing terrific. That's right. That's right. You got to be. Sometimes I have to. You got to remember. Sometimes I have to. I have to tell my. I don't mean this as a as a bad. It's different. It's different. I'm be honest with you. It's it's different as far as what I'm used to. You know, like when I turn to a Sox game, I want to hear. I want to hear Jason Benetti and Steve Stone. That's the answer to your question because that that with baseball and um baseball and basketball because football will be anybody that's calling your game or whatever right like now real whatever it it took me a minute to get adjusted to it but now okay I want to hear I want to hear Stacey King you know what I'm saying Uh, because back in days I wanted to hear Johnny Red Kerr I wanted to I wanted to hear what uh what what Storm and Norman had to say like I used to record Bulls post game just to hear what Norm Verlier had to say hell yeah I missed no and it's not a knock on the guys that do it now definitely not on Jason no. Goff, on Kendall, and on Will Purdue uh, at all. Oh, it's they, do, national they, do, they do terrific. They do terrific work. Oh, but wow. it's just like that was one. That was like TNT to me with their guys. Yes, or yes. or whatever. But getting to the baseball, you get you get used to your guys. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, you you was, you was used to Hawk all those years. Now I've become used to the banter between Jason and and Steve. And so it's different when I'm turning like because my first reaction is wait wait he's not there like that's my first reaction and I'm like who 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 and then I, I go through who it could be in my head I'm like oh okay and then like so it's not it's not listen I'm happy he's getting the work 
um, and expanding his role up up as, as far as NBC. Uh, but it's still not the same not having the guys that you're used to when it's so many baseball games in the season. So you, you really get uh, I don't want to say complacent, but you, you, you get used to the voices that you're used to hearing, basically. Yeah, I was just kind of curious because at first I was like, whoa, don't like this Gordo. But he kind of kept growing on me, growing mm-hmm. on me. And I actually I think like, he's doing a lot Steve better Snower to retire. Yeah. I wouldn't hate a Benetti Beckham box it, if that's I'm, the direction I, I, they went. I agree with you. Um, I found myself during the Yank series thinking, thinking like, yeah, this it, this 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 does work. You know what I'm saying? Like it didn't. It wasn't like it wasn't where I noticed noticed it because that's when you know. For instance, like if, for instance, when if an offensive lineman, if you if an offensive lineman is getting calls, that's the only time you really notice what he's doing, right? Right. I didn't right. notice that it wasn't Steve as much during the Yankee series. Um, so that I'm with you. It, it, he has. I think actually, I'll be honest with you. I think he may be doing that better than some of the stuff he does in the studio. Not to knock what he does in yeah. the studio, but yeah, I think I think, like I think it's more. He, it seems more natural. Um, and question. he seems like he just like explores it. You know, like let me just put this out here. And I was really appreciating his knowledge of it and like yeah. his perspective as I was a major leaguer, but I was a great major leaguer. And was I thought a couple was, months. Yes, he was. Well, like, thought. like Fukudome when yeah. the Cubs got him. Dude, I can remember Terry Boers just talking about him. I can remember yes. him coming out yeah. to the outfield. My, me and one of my coworkers, we used to call him uh, the Slayer because we was like, he is getting it in in town, boy. I mean, you got people don't know Gordon Beckham was the to- you see Gordon Beckham with Cubs players. Gordon Beckham was the toast of the city when he came up. Uh, good looking, and he was playing his butt off for like a, a few months. Came up too quick. I don't know, but see, looking at the totality of his career, because that was what we used to think. Well, you know what? He probably should have spent some time in the minor leagues. But looking at the totality of what his career ended up being, it was like, well, maybe this is just that's just the player he was. It kind of what yeah. you were just saying earlier about adjustments. And he just they they adjusted to him, and he was never really able to get back on track the way he was the first uh, few months in the MLB in the big show. Boy, I cannot believe like how much I hated White Sox broadcast when it was Hawk and DJ. And now I like I don't even really watch or listen to Cubs games, to be honest. It's always Sox because I have to get me some Len Casper. I, I don't know what it is. I love me some Len and like having him sub in for Jason, like talk about an excellent sub. Like, oh right. my God, you go to right. Len Casper off the bench. Right. And dude. Len Casper makes DJ palatable for me, which is just like, damn, I did not think that could happen. And then obviously Jason and Steve are just like tremendous together. It's just everything. You I'm say, amazed so. how well they turn that. Everything you say. All right. Uh, we're up out of here everybody be safe we always appreciate it and if you felt any offense by what we said who really cares definitely enjoy yourself and be safe and pray that some of the senseless stuff that's going on comes to some type of slow pace or an end because this is a wild world that we're living in right now